These last few months I have not been preaching because I had problems with my voice, waiting for specialists, three of them, over a long time, the Lord side fit to restore my voice without them. I'm thankful for this. Let's bow on. Oh, Father in heaven, we want to acknowledge thy presence in our midst because we have come together in thy name and ask and pray that thou bless unto us this thy holy word, dear Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I'd like to read, with the Lord's help, out of the Word of God as found in Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 26. Luke, one of the disciples, followers of Christ, wrote to Theophilus in order, it says, to cover those events that happened prior and during Jesus' birth here on earth. And we benefit from this uh, orderly account. <clears throat> now, before verse 26, the account states that Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, was sent to, to meet Zacharias in the temple and tell him of the birth of John the Baptist. And he, he didn't believe it, therefore he was struck with dumbness, couldn't speak till it should happen. And here we are now. <clears throat> Elizabeth conceived and was in her sixth month. That's where we start reading here. <clears throat> and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, 
she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me even, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. I've read up to verse 38. <clears throat> this account of the conception of Jesus Christ by Mary is being questioned and challenged and ridiculed by all the skeptics in this world. <clears throat> they like to pick and choose from the Bible and argue with it. And if you read the Bible yourself, you find how unreasonable they are. They also disregard and as impossible when in the beginning God created heaven and earth. If they could accept that very fact, then anything else, as it says here, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Why would God seek such a way to bring his son into the world? It was prophesied beforehand in many places, and there was the expectation of the Messiah coming. But it was hid from the people to realize that this was going to be the Son of God. What was conceived by Mary was a child, not the Son of God, because the Son of God is eternal. And the scripture is, is exact in this, in In Isaiah, we read, <clears throat> For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Notice it says, the child is born. Here in Luke, we read, he was conceived, the child. But the son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David, upon the king, his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I wonder what the Jewish scholar made of this account. I believe they believed it was a messianic prophecy, but to the extent that this would revolutionize their understanding of the Messiah was hid from them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. When did he give him? Was it at a time that Christ was conceived. Jesus Christ was eternal. We read in Colossians, 
about Jesus Christ. For by him, that is Christ, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and in, that in all things he may have preeminence. When God spoke this world into being, Christ was there. The three and God was there. God is mentioned, and the Holy Ghost is mentioned in the first chapter of, of, uh, of Genesis. And then when he created man, it says, let us make man in our image. Christ was there. Christ was there in the burning bush with Moses. Christ was in all of this when uh, he appeared, God appeared. He was there. So, a son was given, but a child was born. The dual nature of Christ is often misunderstood, that he is God, but that he also is man. And the necessity that it be that way, with that they struggle, people struggle with this. Some deny the divinity of Christ. Some say God did not have a son, how could he? But we see at the baptism of Jesus Christ, the Spirit descended upon Jesus Christ, and the Holy, the Holy Ghost descended upon Jesus Christ, and God the Father spoke from heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. What was hidden before, whenever the Bible said God did, no, now was revealed that there are three. That there are three. But when was he given? Why was he given? Yes, God is love. God is love. We cannot say about God has love. God is love. That explains a part of it. <clears throat> but the Bible also tells us that the plan of salvation was conceived before the foundation of the world. In 1 Peter we read, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish, without spot. For verily, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Before the foundation of the world, it was determined that Christ would come and bring that sacrifice. In Revelation, we read that the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world before God, before the world was created, already decided among themselves that Christ would come to redeem a race, a fallen race. And it's in the character of God. When Moses asked to see the glory of God, 
God told him, there shall no man see my face and live. But he was allowed to see God from behind. And even there, God made sure that he would not die in that he covered him in a, in a cliff of the rock, cleft of the rock. And as he passed, he proclaimed the name of the Lord and said, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, an abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin, but will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers, of the children, children's children, unto the third and fourth generation. So the name of the God includes the word merciful. And since God does not change, that description of his character was valid right before the foundation of the world. God saw it fit that being merciful, he would find a way to reveal this. He knew that there's going to be somebody that has disobeyed him, created in his image of God, and he knew that he needed to be saved, that he needed to be merciful toward him, but by no means would he clear the guilty. And that set the stage among themselves, agreeing that the son would come. And God gave his son, gave his son to die in our state. God, whom we, with our limited experience and our limited understanding, it's hard to describe, has chosen to describe himself by these things that he is. And that's how we can understand why God did send his son. And his son did come, made in the likeness of sinful flesh, but without sin, to reveal the character of God unto us, that whosoever saw Christ, whosoever heard what he said, what he did, that this was a revelation of God, and that it was necessary to be that way, to come that way. And it, God's ne it was necessary to come in that way that he did, and the Lord tells us how did it come about so that with our limited understanding, we can accept and believe it. To him be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen. Change. God, but he is pleased to reveal his character to his beings. In the Revelation, it says that he did all things for his good pleasure. He's pleased to reveal his character unto us. And the fullness that we can understand and accept is when Jesus Christ came, the perfect image of the Father to us. And to him we look. And the things that we don't understand, we just accept and believe. In due time, they will be revealed. Now, the Bible says, we see darkly, no, not completely, but enough. But then we see face to face. Now, then we will know even as we are known to understand that, to 
capture that. Now, that's something that's amazing that God is pleased to do. To him be all the honor, glory, evermore. Amen. This concludes our service.